Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Get on the ice. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 6.30 chance. And welcome, everybody. Let's get to it. This is Oilers Now. It's 4.06 in Edmonton, the final preseason game for the Edmonton Oilers tonight against the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken will be dressing 17 of their 18 expected starters to uh, get the regular season going. The only man that's not going to be playing tonight, Vince Dunn, who signed a four-year extension uh, for the Oilers. By my count, 15 of 18 skaters to start the year will be in the lineup. Uh, Ekholm, Kulak, and McLeod. You could add Dylan Holloway, so maybe 14 of 18. Uh, we'll have some information coming up on uh, the likes of Matthias Eckholm and Ryan McLeod on today's show. Bob Stoffer joining you here at Rogers Place. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Brendan Escott is over on Kissin uh, with the countdown to the kickoff show. Uh, the Elks broadcast tonight begins at 5 o'clock on Kissin. We'll have a full preview of tonight's matchup between Edmonton and Seattle here on 630. Chad, the play-by-play voice of not just the Edmonton Oilers, but also the Edmonton Elks. Our technical producer back at studio today is Jeff Walker. we got a lot to get to. Coming up on today's show at uh, four, say 4.08, 4.09 uh, we'll hear from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft along with Matthias Eckholm and Ryan McLeod. George LaRock today at 4.10 from Puckpedia, Hart Levine to discuss some of the options available for the Oilers who have to be roster compliant Monday by 3 o'clock and at 5 o'clock for the horses in horse racing, Alberta Live Standard Bed Racing out at Century Mile on Fridays and Saturdays, Frank Saravalli. You reach us through the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We have our event at the River Cree tomorrow night with Jay Woodcroft. It's going to be awesome. Don't miss Sunday buffets at the River Cree featuring all-you-can-eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites. Just $69.99 per person. Book your table at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. It will be Jack Campbell getting the call. He's been terrific so far in preseason, stopping 66 to 68 shots. Um, in fact, I'm going to give you the full expected lineup tonight. Connor McDavid up front with Evander Kane and Connor Brown. Leon Dreisettle with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. Lane Peterson with Warren Fogle and Raphael Lavoie. Matthias Yanmark with Adam Ernie. 
and Derek Ryan. Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard. Ben Gleason with Cody Cece. Philip Roberg with Vincent DeHarnay. Jack Campbell starts. Uh, as we go into the injury report at this time for our friends, uh, James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. Trent probably the best Golden Bears football player over the last 40 years. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, yeah, for uh, the Oilers, Matthias Eckholm, Brett Kulak, and Ryan McLeod all skated today along with uh, Dave Gagne. And uh, we are going to head into, at this stage, right here, right now, our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Excited to announce that their women's only workwear store is now located four doors north of a direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. We will start with Matthias Eckholm, Oilers defenseman, giving us an update on his injury. It's obviously, it's different when you, I've had one training program for 12 years and more than that almost. Um, and then you come to a new team and you have new trainers and you have new staff that uh, implements new stuff, obviously. And then I think it was, this was more just an accident and whatever happened. So um, it's, uh, I, I don't think I was trying to do too much. It was just a, a fluky thing that happened and, and it's been lingering a little bit. There you go. Uh, that is Matthias Ekholm. Ryan McLeod also uh, has been a participant the last uh, few days at practice. He had this to see on how he was feeling. Uh, feeling good. Uh, I think the return should be pretty soon. Um, pretty much 100% now. Just kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. How has it been uh, the mental side of sort of going through this game starting? You know, guys are getting excited and you're sort of on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, you know, it's never fun being injured, especially at this time of the year. You're kind of... It's, uh, you know, you're excited all summer to kind of come back and, uh, and get into this and then it get sidelined with a little injury, so um, a little frustrating, but uh, very excited to kind of get the, the, the actual season going and uh, looking forward to the return. Oilers' uh, bottom six is going to look completely different when Ryan McLeod comes back in. Dylan Holloway will not play tonight. Look, he's made the team, and those guys both bring speed to the bottom six. Jay Woodcroft, meanwhile, had this to say on the last forward spot, which is really, it appears to be a battle between Lane Peterson, Adam Ernie, and Raphael Lebois. Here's Jay Woodcroft. There's a few people that are competing for that, that position. Um, Yanmark at center is it, it's something that's in his bag. That he was as a younger player, that's how he came up. Um, he has experience doing it in the NHL. There were times last year that we put him in the middle. Um, how much does it? depend on it i think that's a factor in it for sure is it, if uh if we like in what we're seeing with matthias in the middle that uh that opens up other types of options that's Oilers head coach jay woodcroft so it is the edmonton Oilers and the seattle kraken when we come back the big man uh, edmonton sporting icon montreal based personality george larock when we return on Oilers now Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 4-15 in Edmonton. We've got a game night. The Oilers and the Seattle Crack in Edmonton 4-2-1 and in preseason. And they're loading up... Uh, their top two lines will play McDavid with Kane and Brown, Drysaddle with RH and Hyman. Seattle Kraken will feature Beneers, McCann, and Eberle, their top line. Very diversified scoring attack last year. It is time for our Oilers throwback feature. It is brought to you weekly on the show by Conlon Motorsports. Get everything you need here 
so you can get out there. We welcome back to the show Edmonton sporting icon, former heavyweight champ of the NHL, now Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Good, Bob. How's everything? Not bad. Uh, final preseason game tonight. We dropped the puck for real on Wednesday. Let's get going here, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. We couldn't wait for the season to start. Preseason was boring. We know it doesn't count. We know the veterans are not really giving everything they got. They know it's going to be a long season. So now it's finally going. Lots of expectations. So let's see how the team does. George, you said it's boring. You know it's completely different now in preseason than when you played? There's no fights. Like it's, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting there. It's like uh, everybody's just, I don't know if it's a PC thing or whatever, but uh, nobody nobody drops. I mean, what happened to the days when you're sitting there having Dave Brown breathe heavy as he's staring across at you when you're a rookie in preseason? <laughs> no, but you're right. Uh, even the, like, especially veterans that are established. I remember, look, look when, I, when we watched Toronto, Montreal, everybody was wondering if. Uh, you know, Reeves was going to fight Jack Eye because they play one another. And even Jack Eye laid a really good hit on Reeves. But, you know, the battle of, of Toronto and then Montreal is going to be back. But we kind of knew that it was, I knew it wasn't going to kind of happen because veterans don't want to do this when it doesn't count. First game of the season in Toronto, they are going to fight. But in exhibition game, what do they have to prove? They're proven veterans and they will be there. So why is taking a chance of getting hurt in exhibition? It's crazy, but when you fight in exhibition often, that's when you get hurt. So you're a veteran, you want to keep it when, uh, when it counts for real. And even me, but when I was with the Oilers, I didn't like exhibition game because I knew all the rookies would be gunning for me, and I didn't like be, being in that position. I remember a real quiet, I think it was on a, like a Sunday afternoon, and I think, did you fight Rocky Thompson or Todd Simpson? And it was like a rookie game. Oilers rookies against the Flames rookies. And it, 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 there was like, I don't know, 150 people in the building, and you guys were chucking them from downtown. No, but it wasn't uh, Todd Simpson. Todd Simpson is my, is my first fight that I had when I was called up from the Oilers from Hamilton right. to Edmonton, and we fought in in the, in uh, in, uh, in Rexall. But uh, um, Rocky Thompson and Sasha Lakovic, I fought them when I was with the Edmonton Bulldogs, when it was AHL team, like AHL games yeah. that we've had. So it wasn't an NHL team. The one time, though, that I'll never forget about it, the one memorable fight that I've had in training camp is with Jason Simon because that was weird because you know that wasn't the the the, uh, the games that we would do you know how the team is separated in four teams yeah and uh, it's not even an exhibition game it's between ourselves and uh, Jason Simon he, he was I was gonna play against him he was a tough guy that wanted to make a name for myself for himself so while we were practicing. He had so much anxiety about the fact that he was going to ask me that he came up to me because the way it worked in Edmonton when I was there back then is we would do an hour practice, then it'd be the scrimmage. Yes. So during the practice, he came to me, he's like, George, can we fight now to get it over with? So I was like, what? And he's like, he wanted to fight now because the anxiety of having to wait for the practice to the game, it was too long and too hard on him. So he wanted to wait, he wanted to wait right now. And I said, no. I said, you're going to have to wait for the game. You know, there's no way I'm fighting right now in practice. So 
I got so mad when he asked me that that I pummeled him <laughs> in the intra squad game. But I didn't like doing it because you have all these exhibitions against Calgary. Fight against Calgary, not against your own teammates that you're going to go to battle with. Right. You know? Yeah. It's and, just, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. It's just evolved. Uh, George, I know that the Athletic yesterday, uh, we had Dom Lushishan on from the Athletic, and, and he does a lot of the analytics stuff. He's got Edmonton finishing with the second most points in the NHL and having the highest percentage of any team to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Greg Wyshynski has picked the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup or bust for you, big man? What do you think? Uh, well, I think there's a chance. I think the others have the tools to do so. They have the players to do so. They, they always go back to the same thing. You know, I'm going to ask you the question. How did Campbell look in preseason? He looks pretty good. <laughs> he played pretty well, George. I got to tell because, you. Because if he is, and if he's playing, a, if he has a good season, and he doesn't have to have a subpar season. He doesn't have to have a Dominic Asic season. If he's doing good, then the others has a shot to winning the cup. That's all there is because they have no weaknesses and stuff. The only question mark that we all have is the net. But if he's better and it takes less pressure of Skinner having to be a savior every game, then we're in really good business because guys are in their prime already. The, the others are more ready than ever. And the one consolation from last year is you lose to the, you lost to the Stanley Cup champion. And that series that Vegas played against us was the hardest on the road to uh, the Stanley Cup. So, uh, you know, and then now it's our turn. I know the guys are hungry. They're ready. So hopefully the goalies will be too. We're joined by George LaRock. Jack Campbell has stopped, George, uh, 66 of 68 shots on goal. He faced 34 shots in Calgary. The Oilers won 2-1 in overtime. Calgary had 14 regulars in that game. Edmonton had eight. And then the Oilers beat Seattle the other night, 15-9. 15 regulars for Seattle, nine for Edmonton. And again, he stopped uh, 33 of 34. So he's looked pretty good. He, He looks bigger. Frankly, uh, looks like he's in a little bit better shape, and he certainly looks more composed. You know, George, Clem Costin came in here last year, and he helped support the team. Of course, Evander Kane got hurt. He provides, you know, some pugnaciousness in the top six. You don't want Darnell Nurse. And Costin did a real good job. And this is a bottom six guy that fought four or five times during the course of the season. Do you think at some point Edmonton has to contemplate looking at replacing him? Or conversely, has the game just moved away from needing guys doing that? You know, I was, of all the moves that we've done, the one move, move that I didn't like is losing Costin. That guy for his size, like a big body like that for playoffs, he, he was very valuable last year, and I really liked him. And I know that when you do trade, sometimes to, 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 to do trade, you have to give good players sometimes. And probably they were probably were in position with cap space, cap space and everything that they had to, but I really liked him. And I wish we would have kept him, um, but that's the way it went. Big guys like that that could skate, that could play a valuable, he was last year. So... Uh, but you know what? If we have a team that stays healthy all year, Kane stay healthy this year, is going to help a lot because he does bring a mean streak that is very important. Is Zach Lyman to stay healthy all year too? Because I know he played hurt last year too. And, uh, you know, we could be really good. Because uh, we, have two, we have the best, like, two centers in the NHL. So yeah. just with that, 
you know, you always have a chance to win. So, George, I interviewed Raphael Lavoie in Seattle on Monday. He's represented by Philip LeCavier. Yes, that's the connection to Vinny, as you know, with Cortex, which is the agency that Kent Hughes came from before he became GM of the Canadians. Uh, and I said, Raph, if there's a player out there that you could model your game after, who would it be? And he said Josh Anderson. Now, he's he's not as physical as wow, Josh Anderson. Wow. That's what I said. You know I love Josh Anderson. Even though yes, I, I love I love Josh Anderson too, but uh, you, when he said that, you should have said to him, uh, Raphael, I'm going to forget that you said that, and I'm going to let you pick another player. Because <laughs> you don't think he plays at all. Like he just yeah, said, if he could model a game is, after a guy. Is, yeah, but the thing is, Bob, you cannot take the stripe off a zebra. Rafael Lavoie skilled. He's a big guy. Yeah. He has to learn how to use the size, go to the net and stuff. But Josh Anderson is mean. He is mean. He wants to hurt you when he, hurt, when he hits people. He fights. Like, he stands up for his teammates. That's not Rafael Lavoie's game. He's never going to be like that. So that's why I wonder. You know, if you said someone like Eric Daze, maybe. Oh, you know, from, George, there you go. That's you a know, nice, that, George, that's a great poll from the 1995 World Junior Team. Arguably a top three World Junior Team. of. You, you should educate our listeners on how skilled of a player Eric Daze was. Yeah, Eric Daze, for a lot of people that might not know who he is, he was a big, a big tall guy, kind of like Lavoie was. Great shot. We're like going down the wing and he would shoot and he was a good offensive player that he knew how to protect the puck, make plays and be an effective winger. You know, that's what Lavoie should model his game on and not a power forward, like crashing game like Josh Anderson because it's not a foul. It'd be like me saying that, you know what? Uh, when I made it to the Oilers, uh, I'd be like, I'm going to model my game like uh, the Army Jagger, okay? That's how I'm going to be. I could, I could say that, but it'll never going to happen. But, you know, and that's why. It's like, I understand uh, that sometimes players, they want to make a niche from themselves, and sometimes they have to come out of your comfort level because a lot of guys, when they play junior hockey, as you know, Bob, they were goal scorers. And then they became grinders in yeah. the NHL because that's how they have to play to be there. Raphael Lavoie will never be a grinder. He doesn't have the temperament to be a guy like that. Yeah. We, we, like, rely on your skills, on your skating, and you could be an effective, you know, effective like, forward that could score. But uh, not Josh Anderson. Uh, Eric Dazay, a four-time 30-goal scorer, 226 goals in 600 games. If 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 somehow uh, Raphael Lavoie became that player, by the way, Dazay was a fourth-round pick in '93, ended up scoring as a 22-year-old 30 goals. Uh, didn't have to deal with the pandemic. Final one for you, George, in Montreal. Uh, have they have they loaded up Suzuki, Doc, and uh, Caulfield, or do they split those guys up? No, no, they're splitting them up. Uh, they need two good lines. The only problem here, they're lacking top six players. So right now, they're, they're going to split them up. And uh, Henderson was muted on the line with Suzuki and uh, and uh, Caulfield to, to give him some space to open up yeah. things for them and stuff. And then they really like uh, Slavkovsky and Doc together. You know, Doc is the guy that took a couple years before he became really mature. 
and it looks like Slavkovsky is going to have the same role. And the thing that making Slav play with him is going to help his game a lot, learning from Doc. And uh, so it's those pairing that look together and New Hook looks like it'll be a pairing on the third line with, uh, with Gallagher. So because uh, Dvorak is hurt, when Dvorak is back, you'll be back as a third-line center, and you hope will be muted to the second line on the wing. So, but right now, because Dvorak is hurt, they need center, and then you got Jake Evan in the fourth-line center. So, you know, Montreal is going to finish probably in the bottom five in the NHL again um, because they're playing the most killed division in the NHL and the toughest. All the teams, Ottawa should be in with Corpi Salo now. Buffalo should be in. Uh, teams are really, really good in Atlantic. Uh, yeah. They improved a lot after being in reconstruction for reconstruction, rebuilding for a while. So, you know, Montreal's going to have to be patient. But, Bob, the one thing that I do have to say, very important, um, uh, Nashville let it known to everyone that uh, UC Saros is going to be the goalie for the future. So, um, Askarov is available. Montreal has to do everything they can to get him. If they get Askarov with him and Montembeau, they have a goalie for the next 10 years. So that's what they have to do. They have to go against him. They have to go for him because they only have one goalie right now. Jake Allen is not the goalie for your future. Askarov will be available for team. And, uh, you know, he's potentially a next a future carry prize. Great, great stuff. So, uh, great. George, yeah. we got to get go to break, okay? We're up against the clock. Okay. Thanks for joining us, big man. Thank you, bro. You bet. That's George LaRock. He's our Oilers throwback feature brought to you by Conlon Motorsports. Get everything you need here so you can get out there. All right. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, Hart Levine will set the stage.